0: To a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations.
1: Death is not the end, other lives and other realms await us. Of these, none is more miraculous than our life between lives. Valeria Telles interviews Karen Joy, the author of And Other Lives, Other Realms, Journeys of Transformation. Karen Joy, a past-life regressionist with 20 years' experience as a private practicing psychologist, is author of several best-selling books, including Wisdom of Souls, Case Studies from the Michael Newton Institute, and Other Lives, Other Realms, Journeys of Transformation. Her latest book, Lost Souls, Wise Souls, How Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future, published by Llewellyn Worldwide, will be out later this year. Karen is a member of the Michael Noon Institute and lives in Australia, where she conducts past life and life between lives regressions in person or via Zoom. As well as accessing past lives, her clients meet spirit guides, soul relatives, and visit the interlife in their sessions. They receive high-level guidance from spirit guides, including assistance with any emotional or health issues relationship challenges, and general well-being. Many clients describe their sessions as life-changing. Meet Karen at lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au. Here's the interview with Karen Joy.
0: In your own words, who is Karen Joy?
2: My name means pure joy so that's what i'm working towards and i'm i'm like everyone else i'm a soul inhabiting a physical body and the work i do is to help people also do that to be aware of their spirituality and yeah, to express that in their lives
0: i want to thank you before even we begin for the work that you do because it means a lot to me and everyone even we if unconsciously we don't know about you, not aware of, but it's a ripple to me. Everything that we do, it creates that ripple. It touches in in a ways everyone in a ways that's unimaginable. So thank you, Karen. Pleasure. And my first official question is what is life to you? What is death? And what is the balance between them?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, life, well, life is permanent. Life is continues to me. Uh, it goes on. It's, a, it's eternal. And here we are inhabiting these bodies, uh, experience life on a planet. And death itself, of course, to me and to the people who come to see me, usually, uh, doesn't exist either in any real form. And I guess the balance between the two, yeah, it's experience. It's the pendulum, you know, flowing backwards and forwards. Because I'm, I work with um, regressions, past life regressions, and life between lives regressions. So, life is like the pendulum. We come in, we go out, we go backwards and forth, and we learn as we come each time.
0: What do you think is the main Lesson or lessons that we're
2: here to learn? Oh, the main ones are so many.
0: Yes, right, I can imagine,
2: <laughs> Karen. Okay, right. There's so yeah. many. I think we're yeah. here to develop wisdom, you know, to, to develop wisdom over lots of experiences. I think experience itself is the teacher, but then we need to integrate that experience, and some people have lives where they do that. And... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we're learning, but I think we are developing some sort of uh, thinking ability that we can take with us at the end of our uh, long journey here.
0: With that learning, experiencing this life in a human body or having these experiences over and over, is that connected to love somehow, Karen, from your perspective?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, the love... What I see is the love is the glue that keeps us here, that keeps – we're separate. we have separated from some larger self being uh, maybe source itself. And I think when we're separate, it's the love that brings us back. It's the love that keeps us connected. So love – I think we are love. And our experiences on earth uh, are very challenging sometimes. And the love gets covered up, if you like, that's the word I would use, with uh, other urges and other uh, thoughts and desires, especially having a vulnerable physical body. So I think the love is always there at some level, anyway. But it just gets, uh, we get disconnected, if you like, for a bit to some degree. We're never really disconnected.
0: Well, we are never really disconnected, right? We're just um, not
2: aware of the disconnection. <laughs> we can disconnect, but they, that never disconnects from us, yes. Do you ever use the word God? Uh, I can't, I'm can't. not afraid of the word God. Some people in the New Age movement are, but I'm not afraid at all. Like God, source, you know, This doesn't really matter. Uh, higher power. I'm happy with that word. Let me um,
0: ask you a question about death losing the body for some of us or most of us actually it's scary even to think about it that moment so what are some of the misconceptions about death that most people have
2: well the first one is that death people fear death as you said and they're they're afraid i guess of what will happen and how it might happen but The guides have said to me, because I'm communicating with guides through my clients all the time when we do regressions, they've said death is beautiful. And I said Is death beautiful, but what about traumatic death? And and they said no, all death is beautiful. And I guess I've realized that all death is beautiful, but I would put a little if on the end if (laughs) it's a red If you surrender, (laughs) because eventually people do surrender, like eventually, but often it's they may have died a thousand years ago. But in my office, we go back to a unresolved death, if you like, where the person is still fighting for life. And then it is beautiful because we surrender. Once we've surrendered, it is beautiful. So I would say death is beautiful. We've, We've missed Misunderstood it. It's like a birth on the other side.
0: I love that surrender. Yeah, that's such a wonderful concept to just um, give yourself to life. Is that how you um, you define surrender,
2: Karen? Surrender is letting go. It's letting go of. So if you're if you're dying, and uh, I'll, I'll give you just an example, if that's okay, quickly. I have. Quite often, people have drowned you know, in a past life, and they're fighting for their life. They don't want to die, and this is true of lots of deaths. They don't want to die, and that's understandable. Sometimes we're young. Sometimes we've got families and things we don't want to leave, so we're fighting for our life, and what I find is that when we go back to that experience, it's just finding out what's holding them because they're earthbound. These are earthbound souls. Finding out what's holding them and then reassuring them, and then they let go, and that everything goes quiet because, in that moment, they're reconnecting and they're leaving. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience to be able to help people transition who are stuck. And do you know, Valeria, a lot of us are stuck. A lot of people don't realize how many of their past selves are stuck.
0: And that is interesting you say that because in your book, you also mentioned about this resistance. Some people don't want to do life regression or, and I'm one of them. So I'm wondering if there's something there that I I need to know because there is a resistance. Yeah, but I want to do that. Maybe
2: I will do it with you, Karen. <laughs> Maybe, but it's interesting that it, because not everybody is meant in every lifetime to do it. To, to do a regression, you know, some people are called to do that. So I think you have to be called, but if you're feeling that you're being called, it can be traumatic until you go through whatever you're going through. It can be traumatic. I find that I do get those sort of cases, maybe because I've been a psychologist for 25 years, you know, doing normal counseling, but then of course people were starting to go into past lives. That's why I changed. And so, not, but not everyone's meant to do it. So that's a thought as well that you could consider, that is it right for you this lifetime. But if it is, it, you, yes, you do sometimes have to be brave be- yeah. and really want to find out what's there. I'm curious
0: about it, but it's not something that I feel propelled to do it, that I have must do.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I would trust. I, I believe in trusting your intuition because even though there may be stuff there, is it right to surface at this life, lifetime? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, my neck I've got another book coming out later this year and that particular book um, it's called uh, it's called lost soul wise soul how Your challenging past lives how Your challenging past lives shape your future so that book is talking about people who go into very dark lives so that can be very challenging if you end up going into a, a you know lives that sort have of where you've been a uh, victim or a perpetrator. So, you see, I mean, that's challenging. So, you've got to be ready to do that.
0: <laughs> How do we know when we need to be brave and do life past regression sessions?
2: What What I say, what I would suggest mm-hmm. is that when it keeps coming up mm-hmm. and you keep feeling a pull towards it, like the idea comes up and you think, "Oh no, I don't want to do that." Then the idea comes up again. If it keeps coming up, uh, and it's, yeah, I think probably that's one of the, I trust that intuition, you know, that's one of the, the indicators. I trust your intuition. And if your intuition is keep pulling you towards something, yes, then I think maybe that's when you should do it. That's what I find, like I, that's what I find with the clients. And that's what I suggest to them, that if they, they feel, they just, they feel it very strongly. You know, they right. feel that they need to come. So it's a feeling, it's an intuition.
0: Other question I have for you, another one is about the, uh, how many lives we have had. Is that possible to know? And also, is that possible to know when we have, this is the first time on, in a human body?
2: Uh, I don't know anybody who's come for the first time in no. a human body. Right. I, they don't seem to come for regressions. Uh, yes, yeah, it it is possible to know. You we just ask, and uh, quite often that, and I like the thought pops in, the number pops in. But there's two sorts of people. There's people who've been here for uh, on this planet and done their evolving on this planet Earth, and so that they often have had by the time they come to do regressions and they're moving along, they've usually had over a thousand lives. But the ones who have come from other places here to help, there's people who've been on other planets, some of them only have had a few lives, you know, the less lives, but they've got a lot of experience on other places. Some that are similar to Earth, but Earth is a bit darker and heavier than a lot of other places that they come from. So, yeah, so I don't know if that answers your questions, Valeria.
0: Yes, it does. It does. It does. Yes. So you actually don't know anyone who are here for the first time, and usually they no. won't be interested in life regression anyway.
2: That, that's what I, that's what I would think. Yes.
0: What is the meaning of healing to you? What is to
2: heal? Well, I think heal is healing is reconnection, reconnection with your higher self, true self, God, whatever words you want to know. What what you use. That's what I think it is, really. Basically, I think it's connection. And to connect, we have to release what's in the way of connecting. So all those uh, heavy emotions and experiences that get in the way, I think it's healing in the psychological sense and in the physical sense, I think that reconnection or being connected can heal.
0: What is your idea of freedom, Karen? What is to
2: be free, finally? You know, whenever I think of freedom, I think of responsibility. I think uh, to be truly free, you have to take on responsibility. It's sort of, it's sort of. Again, we're talking about being in order, being aligned with your higher self and your thoughts and your actions. You know, just being aligned with all of that, and then you feel free. Like that is a freedom, but you also end up being responsible as well. In And it's easy to be responsible, you know, to look after, keep things in order, to make sure your life is going along well, looking after your health. So I think freedom, I don't know if you can be free until you've got those things sorted. That is
0: fascinating to me. I believe that too, that freedom comes from responsibility. So it's not something that is this reckless place where you don't have anything to do or tend to. It's quite the opposite.
2: That's, I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a false freedom, that one that you let things go and you run away from things. You know, I don't think, I don't think you're going to really feel deeply free as you would if you were, had things in order, yeah.
0: Let me ask you this question. It's kind of a fun question to ask. What do you love most about being in a human body and what has been the greatest challenge for you?
2: Oh, that's interesting. Um, yes, being in a body, it's it's hard to know unless you compare it with not being in a body, but <laughs> that feels pretty good too. <laughs> True. But Yeah. But I, well, I'm, I've been a, a male in my last few lives, and I'm a female in this life. So I like being in a female body. Yeah. I, uh, if I can look at it from that angle, I like being in a body, a female body, where I can be. Uh, I don't have to compete so much. I don't have to be strong all the time. You know, I can be vulnerable. I don't think we like vulnerability, but it's great to learn how to manage vulnerability because our bodies are vulnerable. But all the things you can do, you know, all the lovely things you can do in a body, like you can smell beautiful flowers and hug and love somebody, all of those senses, that's that's what I love and see beautiful things.
0: What has been the challenge for you? If oh. there is one.
2: <laughs> oh, there's not one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about be it. Great if there was okay. just one. Um, I've had a lot of challenges. I, I thought about this. I've, I've thought about this in the past, and uh, I think I listed a few challenges in my mind. Um, leaving a very a violent relationship when I was young. Uh, when I married, first married, that that was one challenge. Um, I had a, an abusive childhood. That was a big challenge. I had – I think it was all meant to be now, of course, but uh, so that was difficult. Um, Then I've got – getting together with my my current husband, we were both married to somebody else. We've been together for 26 years now, but that was a challenge, getting through all of that. You know, that's uh, disturbing families. So – and another thing was a court case of three years that was initiated by a close friend that went on and on. and on. <laughs> you know, I don't regret it. one thing that's happened, though. You know, challenges are there to make us stronger, and they work. They work. They do make us stronger.
0: And you made me think about being in the female body in this lifetime. I'm wondering when you, you were in the male body if you had these the challenge is about of abuse because it's very prevalent in women, unfortunately.
2: It is. It it those lives. I, I was a soldier, and so I had that challenge. You know, the challenge of being a male and being vulnerable in that way. So, and I remember that. I re, I I think I uh, I have integrated my male and female to some degree, which is a great relief. Especially after the abuse I've ha- had this lifetime. So I'm sort of at peace with all of that. Um, yes, I agree. And the masculine, I see that that's a lot of that's challenging as well. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> whether we're in what body we're in, being on this planet is going to be challenging, I think.
0: <laughs> true. Different challenges. So true. <laughs> that, that's right. Different, but still challenging. Yes. Yeah. So you wrote the book, Other Lives, Other Realms, Journeys of transformation two main or initial questions for you karen how did you become a writer and what was the main inspiration and intention of writing your book
2: okay can i do the do yeah. the second one first? yes absolutely <laughs> the the intention with writing that book and the other books that i've written is the same i have the privilege of listening to people going through these lives, these past lives, and putting themselves back together again. And I was very skeptical. And as I've progressed, I've lost that now. And I understand a lot more of how everything works. And so I have this call. I feel a call to share what I've learned with others to help them to understand how things work. So that's the reason that I'm writing the – To be a writer, when I was very young, I had this, even I think around about 10, I had this feeling that I would be, I think in those days we called psychiatrist or something like that, even came to me when I was about ten and a writer. And I remembered it, but it sort of drifted away for a long time. And so that was the first idea. And I wanted to be a writer. And then my husband is he's he studied writing. He is a writer, he's a author who's been published. And so I had a friend of a client ask – somebody recommended me to a newspaper, so I started writing a column in a newspaper. They are state newspaper uh, 20 years ago, actually, over 20 years ago, and I did that for a decade, and my husband coached me. So that's how I became – And eventually fate came and made me start writing, and then I had a wonderful husband who helped me to do that. Oh, that's such a gift, isn't it, Karen? It is a gift, and it's hard work as well, Valeria, to write well. But, you know, I'm still a learner. I'm still doing that. But I really like to make my books and what I write clear as possible.
0: Yeah, and you do that beautifully. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. For sharing your wisdom. I know you kind of initiated that topic earlier, but I'd like to explore a little bit more. How did you choose? What was that moment that you knew the calling to become a past
2: life regressionist? The the moment was probably soon, either in during a regression, the first one I did, or soon after. It was just a feeling that Oh, maybe I should be doing this work. Now, already I was a psychologist, and I was already having people going into past lives, right, um, during my sessions, which you're right. not supposed to do in this country. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be very, you know, sort of clinical <laughs> and counselling. So I already had that happening, and then I went for my first um, life between lives regression. Well, you do a past life regression, then you do a life between lives regression, and. I just had this thought came in that maybe I should be doing this. And that's when I trained with the Michael Newton Institute and soon after that. Yeah. That was over a decade, decade ago.
0: So it was listening to your intuition, wasn't it? Yes, and I think I have
2: all my life, even though sometimes I didn't realize it.
0: We might be doing that all the time, but we don't know. We don't have a label, a name for it, but we are doing it anyway. Everything might be orchestrated. I mean, it is, from my perspective, the invisible
2: world. Yes, That's what I see. I agree. I agree. And we still have free will with, but within that parameters. But yes, I do agree that it, uh, it's planned. So talk to me a
0: bit more caring about how it works. Do you offer sections online and in person? And what is the process? So I know and the audience knows as well.
2: Yes, it's it is, I do offer it online and I do it personally and online. The process is to relax the body so that you feel safe and secure so that then your attention can go off your body and off your surroundings and move into other lives and other realms. So you are bringing that, excuse me, you are bringing that information back into the present. So it would be, if you were just remembering now, a childhood memory, right? If you closed your eyes and thought of a childhood memory, it's very similar to that. So, but you actually, you are there and you are experiencing it. That's the power of regression is that it's not only giving you information, which you do get coming in, you also have the experience of the, the joy, the pain, the, everything that you need to have. The guides guide it. The guides do it. I don't do it. You, I just suggest you go to a past life, for, for example, and then the guides lead you and they, they're so fascinating the way they do it. It's like a jigsaw puzzle in the beginning. You're getting, you know, information and you sort of think, that is weird. And then as we go further, it makes sense. You know, it's like comes together. I'm in awe of those guides that do that or whoever's doing that and the way that it unfolds. So that's 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 the process. You're relaxing and you then you start – Using your imagination, you have to use your imagination because that's how you're com- they communicate with you through thoughts, ideas, images, I- um, impressions, feelings. That's how it's coming through into you and you, start it- and you just start going with it. And once you start on that journey, once you start in there, you're in the story. And even if you've got to go to the bathroom or something, you know, you come back and you're back in the story. And is this similar to hypnotherapy, Karen? It is. It is. The, oh, it is. <clears throat> excuse me. It is hypnotherapy. Yes, oh. you're using. I'm relaxing you so oh. that you. But see, hypnotherapy is something we're in and out of every day. We're in and out of trance every day. It's not. People think it's very magical, but you know the other side and using moving your attention there. If you're clear, if you've. If you haven't got something in the way, it's actually
0: very easy. Nothing to be afraid of. Are there any um, risks?
2: I haven't found any. I feel very confident no matter where we go, you know, where we, where we go in that regression. That Because we set it up so that it's safe, we ask the guides to keep away anything unwanted so we can trust the information that we receive. So as far as I'm concerned, it's very safe. I haven't never had a problem.
0: Also, talk to me about the benefits What are the main benefits that we
2: get by doing that? I'm going to use this word. I think it just came to me. It's enlightenment. Mm. And it doesn't mean full enlightenment, but it means you're enlightened because everybody, just about everybody says, I feel much lighter because we've let go of something that we didn't need. So when I use the word enlightenment, I know that's a a sort of a, a noun, but or let's say it's enlightening. So it lightens you. You get more information. You understand things more clearly. Not everything, but whatever it was you were working on, and you—it's yeah—it's that aha, aha, you know, that moment. And then, of course, you're taking with you usually the experiencing of experience of being loved. Like the first one I did, I felt so much love that I felt my circuits were going <laughs> to blow out. So <laughs> that. Yeah. Feeling of love comes in usually as well, which is with nearly everybody. That's what the guides do, and so you mm-hmm. have a, a personal experience. It's it's a journey, you know. It really is a journey.
0: And I love the benefits of clarity because that leads to deeper understanding. That leads to reconnecting to spirit. I love
2: that, Karen. Absolutely.
0: Do you also help people who are going through the
2: grieving process? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. People have grief. Uh, sometimes they want to, when they come for a regression, they want to meet their loved ones. And often they do. You know, they meet loved ones on the other side. But, you know, grief, even when you know uh, that you, we, we go on, it's still painful losing somebody, terribly painful, because they're not around anymore, you know. So I, I think what I'm doing with them is giving them a safe space where they can feel that grief. And so, quite often, when they they connect with it, because some of them push that connection away with the grief, and of course, that's pushing yourself away. That's disconnecting from yourself. And it's not healthy. So often, it I think it's just the environment that I'm not I'm creating, but the guides are creating, where that can come to the surface and people can start feeling the grief because we that's how we release. We release through feeling. And yes, so definitely grief is something we work with and it does make a difference when people meet their loved ones on the other side you know it's just so loving it's great to be there and to be it's a privilege to see that happen and be part of it because it's so amazing
0: i love this idea that we can transform pain into something beautiful like love just go return to love it, it is possible. And I see in your work that this is very much possible. Thank you so much, Karen, for
2: doing what you do.
0: Thank you. <laughs> and I'll be uh, definitely sending you some clients, <laughs> some people around me, they do need it. Well,
2: Can, can I just say that yes. at, at the moment, I'm, I am booked uh, well ahead. Uh-huh. I just need to warn people that, but also the Newton Institute is where I trained. And so if anybody is over there and they want to see somebody personally. There's hundreds of trained people from the Michael Newton Institute. So you can go there as well. I just thought I'd better mention that because at the moment, I think I'm booked out till October.
0: In your book, you say, one of the most difficult challenges we face in our physical lives is navigating our relationships with others. And that is so, so true. What do they represent really, Carrie? And why is it so challenging for us relationships in general?
2: That's a good question, Valeria, because there's so many answers to it. But uh, I think it's it's I always go back to the personal. Uh, I was a I was a marriage counselor, like I counseled couples and I quite happy I, if I had a couple couples come in. I always went back to doing some individual counselling with each of them, because we're carrying within us some of these programs from our childhood or even other lives that can interrupt the re- that make it more difficult to to get on with each other. You know, we get triggered, and so I think that's why it's difficult because we are carrying with us. Um, maybe something that happened to our grandmother or something that happened, you know, in in a previous life. We've actually got these things in us that we need to clear up. And when we react, when, we, when those buttons are pressed, people sort of, they are then in a trance and they're not present and thinking clearly about what's actually happening. They're overreacting. So I think that is a big problem in a lot of relationships. We don't realize how much baggage we have and that when we react, when we overreact, we need to be aware of that and then start working on it if we want to have very ha- happy relationships.
0: And speaking of fear, anger, anxiety, depression, and all these manifestations, are they connected to past lives too, Karen?
2: Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, right. Not all of them. Like right. it, it, I never know whether something that somebody's come in with, some fear, some uh, anxiety, or situation. Whether that's from a past life or current life, or from an ancestor, sometimes it's ancestral as well. So you don't know that, but yes, it absolutely can be, and it can have a big hold on us too and disrupt us. I would suggest that your listeners, if if you're over if you're overreacting or you're reacting very strongly, anything that's very strong. Can have a hist. It's got a history. It's got a history. We're just not sure where the history comes from. But they can consider that past lives could be one of those. uh, One of the sources of it.
0: So that's a great um, suggestion. Way to know it's when it's charged, really strong. Yeah, the emotions. (laughs) So we are almost at the end, and I have a few more questions for you. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book?
2: I don't mind either. Uh, I, I can read a little passage. I yeah. think here, if you like. Yes, please. This this, this is a story of somebody who uh, a past from a past life, and it's just the end of the life they've been together. They didn't have children, and she is dying. And so I just thought that might be a bit of a pleasant passage to read. So the husband is Simon. I'm, I'm lying in bed and Simon is holding my hand. I'm only 60, but my heart and lungs have run their race. Simon kisses my hand and I see the tears in his eyes. He tells me he has no regrets. He loves me. I'm beautiful to him. He's going to miss me. I tell him that I love him too and that I regret leaving him alone. Now, at the end of my life, I sense the richness that children can bring. Our relationship was strong. Between us, we would have created a functional and happy family. Might just leave it there. That was a story where she didn't have children in that life. And she was still struggling to have children in her current life. And uh, yes, so I think I'll just leave that little passage with you,
0: that's all. Yes, yeah, and then we can just read the book and read the rest because you have so many of them, fascinating, I mean, life-changing stories, really. A question came to mind about the end of our lives. I noticed that around me, people who have passed on around me, they fear not as much leaving the body themselves, but leaving others behind. Why is that, Karen? They are concerned about others.
2: I think that's part of our journey to, to get to that stage of what I guess the Buddhists call loving detachment. So being able to let others have their journey and sometimes somebody leaving, it's about the people they're leaving, you know, to help them grow and develop because loss can wake us up, you know, can make us start wondering about life and and what else is there. So, you're talking about the people who are dying. Yes, I think when if we're, if we're leaving, it's, that's part of our growth, is to be able to let other, others have their journey and struggle with things and struggle with the loss even of
0: ourselves. What is another word for healing?
2: Oh, another word for healing.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, just what we said before, connection, yeah. love, love. Yeah. Uh, openness acceptance
0: yeah Yeah, yes a billion times to all of them yes probably more but that's the ones that come to Mm me yeah resonates true and two more questions if you knew you would lose the body yourself leave the body soon would you make any change or do anything in a different way
2: well uh Just uh, in 2019, I had an aneurysm on my aortic, um, aorta, ascending aorta, and I was in the situation where I had to lie in a hospital bed for a couple of days because the doctor, the surgeon was so busy. When they took me there, he said, I've just overcrowded for the next two days, and he, this operation isn't done very often because most people die because the aorta bursts, so it was discovered, which isn't that common, that to have it discovered. And so I was lying in bed, and I thought, you know, I could go any minute, and I could panic. I thought, well, I could panic, but what's the point of that? So I just surrendered, and I felt very calm and peaceful. So I would—I've uh, already been close to death, and any changes I guess that I needed to make, I've made already. So I'm quite ready to go at any time. Mm. I think it is good to be ready to go at any time, if you can, to be in a state of grace. I love
0: that message, and I love every time I hear that. Yes, uh, I'm living the life I'm supposed to live, and I'm not afraid, or I'm not afraid to let go, basically.
2: Exactly, and that's important. Can I just say, Valeria, that's important so that you don't get stuck as well, we, you know, because I'm undoing, helping stuck souls move on being prepared and being at peace with it, it, it that's not going to happen. You're going to move on. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Three things about life that I know for sure. I know for sure that we go on, uh, that we, we do not, our physical body does not mean that we die. We c- continue. Uh, three things about life that life is beautiful and opening to that is one of the best things that you can do and getting rid of anything in the way the third thing would be releasing anything that's in the way of believing that life is beautiful so if you don't asking yourself what stops me from believing life is beautiful and then asking your guides for help and letting that come through and work on it
0: Uh, And life is beautiful, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know all the challenges, but it's amazing to be here. Thank you so much, Karen, for your beautiful wisdom, the work you do. It's a compassionate work, sharing your timeless wisdom and um, the healing, all the healing that comes through even by listening to you on this podcast. It's healing. So thank you so much for that.
2: Thank you, Valeria. Thank you very much as well. it's been a pleasure to talk to you, <laughs>
0: Thank
2: and, your you. Lovely, and your lovely listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Karen. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects?
2: Life, my, my website is lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au. If you put in a life, a life Between Lives or Past Lives Regression and Karen Joy, I'll come up on the internet. And I, my books are on Amazon. I think if you put in Karen Joy and life Past Life, that would come up as well, and you would see the books there.
0: Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Karen.
1: Bye. Bye-bye,
2: Valeria. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Karen Joy and her work, please visit lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au.